Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. Traffic was tough. Each and every <laughs> week. Man, it is just, I'll tell you what, man, I'm on pins and needles every uh, time we do this, Pastor. <laughs> He's Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. I'm almost uh, afraid to ask how you're doing today. Hey, I'm doing great. I, it took a little bit traffic. So, someone was talking about the... The state flag being orange and and white here in Wisconsin, the the barrel or something like that. Oh, it's just but I'm con, uh, Pastor, try, look at you coming out with a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor coming out with a joke, man. That's awesome. Good try. Yeah. Good try. I'll work with you the whole timing thing later. <laughs> hey, I gotta tell you, uh, I I might not want to do the show today. Oh, I'm excited about the show. Every time you get a guest, he happens to be from either Bob Jones University or the state of Oklahoma, and we got a guy that's like both. He's doing stuff in Oklahoma. He went to Bob Jones University. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot older. I, I didn't know Tony there in no, school. No, but so. once you found out where he went to college and where he is now, you got all excited, didn't you? I, I did, man. I, I, I told Tony, I've been to Tahlequah numerous times. I played high school ball in Tahlequah. Where? Tahlequah. Our special guest, and he's going to laugh because you're the only guy this side of whatever knows exactly how to spell that. I looked at it 15 times, and I, I'm not even going to give it a shot. Our special guest today for the entire hour, and I've had a chance to talk to him on the phone. I'm excited about today's show. He's the director of athletics, chief athletic officer for the Mighty River Hawks at Northeastern State University. He's Tony Duckworth. Hey, Tony, it's good to see you. How you doing? Hey, it's great joining you guys, and it's a funny story. You know, you mentioned about all that tough traffic you guys have up there in the Northeast. You know, I intentionally, I wanted to hear a segment of a radio show this morning. I live so close to campus in a a very small community of about 20,000 that I took the long way around the bypass just to have a little more drive time. I doubt you guys are doing that, right? <laughs> no, Tony, not not until I'll tell you what. Around here this time of year, there's no and I don't think they take into consideration, you know, there's a couple of streets that you can kind of get north and south on, Highway 100 124th Street, and they they've got construction going all over the place. You get on the on the bypass on the freeway, it's construction. It's uh you, you have to have a lot of patience. You you know when Pastor Ken comes running in, he's sweating, and another guy at the radio station who knows him walked in, he said, you okay? 
You're doing all right because you look a you look a mess, man. And Pastor Ken is like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." He didn't couldn't can't find his glasses, and it, you know what? I really appreciate you getting here, Pastor. I, yeah. I do because I know the traffic was bad. I'm I'm just giving you some grief. No, I, I have no problem. I I love it. I love being here. I love the program. I love the guests that we have on here. Yeah, I just I love everything about you it. You know, I started the show by saying it's good to see you, Tony Duckworth. Yeah, you know, I gotta figure out this is radio. I can't see Tony, but I'm looking at a picture of him. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely looking at a picture. Hey Tony, give us a little background where you grew up, um, where you went to school, stuff like that. Well, you know, the, the before I get into that, you know, Pastor, if you haven't mentioned it to Mike already, if he's if he's confused about Tahlequah, all you have to do is ask him. Have you never read the book or seen the movie Where the Red Fern Grows? No, that's true. I, I uh, that that the is, answer that, is no. <laughs> the answer, hey, I'm not even gonna. Hey, we're not gonna get to a break. You know how you do segues and you keep the the listeners like at the end of their chair. No, the answer is no. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I gotta gotta be honest with you, Tony. Sorry about that, but. Maybe it'll be uh, something I'll try to uh, to read here in the next his six wife or seven years. His wife probably has, but not Mike. No, I have yeah, not. Very good. Well, I grew up. Uh, I was born and raised uh, in. Uh, I grew up in uh, just outside of Macon, Georgia, which uh, is uh, where we where we live. My parents still live there now. It's about an hour south of Atlanta, and uh, you know I, I I was there all in, you know all the way up until I went away to college uh, there in Greenville, South Carolina, at Bob Jones University, and then from there my career has kind of led me to a variety of places, and um, you know I've I've had opportunities to be in the corporate world. I've I've taught at the high school level. I was a college basketball coach at two different colleges for a total of 10 years prior to that I did a little bit uh, a four-year stretch as an assistant basketball coach and then as I tell my as I tell my staff periodically you know I moved over to the dark side of administration and the, the old adage of those who can coach those who can't become ADs so <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up becoming a, a director of athletics uh, back in 2007 at a university in uh, St. Louis at Maryville University there and was there for four years before we had an opportunity to come uh, down to Oklahoma. I wanted to be at a at a football playing institution and uh, certainly have enjoyed that experience of being at a larger university and we're in a smaller town but it's a larger university and here I am, uh, it seems like uh, just yesterday, but I'm completing my seventh year here in Tahlequah at Northeastern State. There's a lot of great people in the community, a lot of great alumni, and certainly um, just a great university, and I have, I'm have i fortunate to have a great, great staff that I surround myself with. Hey, Tony, what, uh, what division or level is um, Northeastern State? We, we compete at the NCAA Division II level, okay. uh, which, as you know, there's three levels in the NCAA, so we're, we're Division II. And, and certainly, uh, boy, the, 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 the conference that we're in, the Mid-American Intercollegiate Athletic Association, is known for winning national championships. Uh, in fact, uh, we had a women's soccer national champion this year, a women's basketball national champion. Last year we had the men's basketball uh, national champion and uh, football national champion uh, the same year, so there's uh, there there's a it's, it's a very very high caliber uh, level of competition, and uh, we certainly don't get the notoriety, if you will, that the that the major division ones at the Power Five level get. 
based on just the monster that that has become over the last couple of decades. But it's a great, great uh, level of competition. It's a partial scholarship model. Most of our student athletes are having to do something to pay their own way to go to school, to subsidize their education. But, boy, these kids get after it. They compete, and it's certainly a, a year-round endeavor for sure. Hey, Tony, who's in your conference? Who's the You know, when you talk football and, and, and basketball, is there a lead dog in, in your conference, the, the team that everybody's trying to knock off? Well, it's interesting. From a football standpoint, the historical powers have been Northwest Missouri State and Pittsburgh State. Uh, both, you know, Northwest Missouri State – you know, they've won uh, three of the last four national champions, I think, in D2 football. Uh, their men's basketball program won a national championship uh, back in uh, 2017. Uh, and then from a basketball standpoint, uh, you know, Northwest has kind of surged here in recent memory. But three or four years ago, the University of Central Missouri won a national championship. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some really high-level Division twos. Uh, in this region of the country that we compete against, and our con- we're there, we're only one of two uh, from the state of Oklahoma in this conference, and then we have one Nebraska institution, two from Kansas, uh, and then we have uh, well, I, sh- I guess there I guess there's more than two from Kansas, maybe three. Then we have several uh, Missouri schools, which is kind of the the bulk of the league is from Missouri. He is uh, Tony Duckworth. He's a director of athletics, chief athletics officer at Northeastern State University. You know, Tony, here in the state of Wisconsin, it's um, it's either Division One when you talk about Marquette. I talk about Wisconsin, obviously, and and UWM and UWGB, uh, Green Bay. But Division Three is where I think the state of Wisconsin is is really well known for with Whitewater and UW Oshkosh and UW Stevens Point when you talk basketball. But they've been in the Division Three. There's been a, a team from the state of Wisconsin in the national championship in Division Three football for a number of years. So, and and I don't know if we, if guys like me, give that enough credit. I think that the conference here is the best Division Three conference in the state of Wisconsin or in the country, and it's right here in the state of Wisconsin. And I think that uh, you know we we need to do a better job of really highlighting and celebrating, promoting what those student athletes are doing at that level. And I would think the same when you when you talk about, you know, division two, I don't know what you guys average per game when it comes to football or basketball, but I know on the campuses with, with UW Oshkosh and Lacrosse and those schools, they do a pretty nice job Saturday afternoon of getting people not only from the campus, but their communities to come out and watch them play. Well, my, my last basketball stop was uh, at uh, a small Methodist school in Montgomery, Alabama, Huntington College, which was a Division Three institution. So I have a great affinity for Division Three, and I, I, I think you would be hard-pressed year in and year out to argue that the Wisconsin Division Three league isn't the best in the country. Um, it's really impressive. A little trivia for you, there's only one Division Two in the state of Wisconsin. UW Parkside. There you go. There you go. But uh, that's what I tell folks. You know, there's only one D2 non-football playing institution. They were in the conference that I was I was in, the Great Lakes Valley, when I was still in St. Louis. But uh, people just don't realize the enormous talent that, uh, that, that, that also gravitate to the Division II and Division III levels. But uh, certainly, yeah, you guys that are in sports and talk sport talk, certainly 
take advantage of uh, promoting the Division Two and Division Three institutions as well because they certainly uh, deserve a lot of credit as well. You know, Tony, one of the other uh, shows that I do, I do a high school football, basketball show and baseball when, when baseball season, and I'll normally have a college coach on um, from somewhere in, in the state or even outside of the state, and we do what's called a coach's corner. It's almost like a mini clinic for a segment, but I'll only allow guys to come on this show that, that when I look at their roster – they have a majority of the guys on their roster from the state of Wisconsin. And when when you talk about all the Division three here in the state, not only with, with that conference, UW-Lacrosse and those guys, but then a lot of the private schools, uh, you know, the, the, these coaches really are giving our kids a chance to play at the next level. And that's really important to me. I've been a basketball coach a long time that our kids get a chance. If they want to play at the next level, there's some place for them. Well, that, that, no question, and the bottom line is the you know the majority, the, the vast vast majority of even Division One, when they're finished with their education, they're they're moving on to professional uh, professional careers outside of the sport that they're playing. Now they may be in athletics or coaching, but as far as playing, and so you know the college athletics, you know really, uh, you know you look at the statistics like here at Northeastern State, our graduation rate for student-athletes is double that of the student body. Um, you, you look at our, 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 our fall GPA, we haven't finished the spring semester yet, but our fall GPA for our 300 student-athletes was, was a 3.1, which is far superior that of uh, the, the, the regular student. So the point of that is not only at Northeastern State, but all around the country, what college athletics does is it brings a tremendous focus uh, on both their athletics as well as their academics. They've got great mentorship with the athletics department, with their coaching staff. They have to really work on time management. Obviously, we know about the life skills that they that they uh, receive as a result of, of playing in intercollegiate competition, but the, the, the model is it's, it's very clear, you know, that the, the student athletes around the country uh, excel better than just the non-student athlete uh, in in the classroom, and ultimately, in some cases in life. And I just think that college athletics. Uh, there's so many opportunities out there for the media to talk about the negative things and kind of the sensationalism of the the new hot story. But I trust me, there are hundreds and thousands of of stories that um, are, are are great things that go untold that are a result of intercollegiate athletics. Boy, I agree with that. We've got to get to a break. He is Tony Duckworth. He's the Director of Athletics, Chief Athletics Officer at Northeastern State University in Oklahoma, the Ta- River Tahlequah, Tahlequah. He's still here. That's Pastor Ken Keller, Brookside Baptist Church. You want to say it again? Tahlequah. That's it. You won't hear him again. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, 
the fan. I'm Mike McGivern. I'm sorry. I don't mean to come out of this uh, that break laughing, but Pastor, you're funny, man. You're a funny man. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. It's funny when we put the we start recording, man. You, you try to tell a joke, doesn't go well. But during the break, man, you're funny. Yeah, no, good I, for I, you. No, I'm not. He's the head pastor at uh, Brookside Baptist Church. You uh, you want to come hear him speak? Come on, come on out on a Sunday. I sit to the, the I don't know. My my mother-in-law Phyllis keeps going farther back and back. You know, yeah, but, I'll have uh, to work on her moving f- more, forward, man, we're, more forward. There's only one row left. <laughs> there's <laughs> one row left, and we're in the parking lot. But I love Phy- Phyllis to death, and I know she's probably uh, she's probably listening right now. So thank you, Phyllis. But if you go any further back, it's it, we're going to be in the parking lot. <laughs> Our special guest, he is Tony Duckworth, Director of Athletics, Chief Athletics Officer at Northeastern State University, home of the Riverhawks. Hey Tony, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, again. We know where you grew up, and 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 we know a little bit about where you went to college. Let's talk a little bit about your faith, if we can. We we love in the second segment of Faith in the Zone. Talk a little bit about your testimony and uh, where your your walk began. Yeah, you know, I I grew up in a in in a in a Christian home that uh, probably is a is is good of an example of. Uh, without getting too deep in, in, into my faith or, or the theology, but just a great example of a, of a covenant relationship that, uh, that my parents had uh, with God. And in other words, what I mean by that is I honestly don't remember a time growing up that I was not expo- exposed to uh, God, the church, uh, biblical principles, uh, and, and faith. Uh, you know, but... Uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't until I was a, a, a teenager in middle school that um, I had what some would refer to as a conversion experience. Uh, I went to a uh, to a Christian academy, kindergarten through twelfth grade, and just through a result of uh, of, a, of a chapel service, uh, that that's the time that I I go back and I, I can I can um, you know feel that that's that's where I had my conversion experience at 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 a, at a you know during a chapel. And certainly, as my you know my faith journey has uh, has has come a long way from uh, from that time when I was in high school, and I certainly uh, you know on a daily basis certainly fall short in terms of uh, you know my relationship with God. The great thing about uh, faith is obviously so much of it is uh, grace oriented and mercy oriented. But one thing that I try to focus in on is you know. As I evaluate my personal Christian world and life view, is how can I take the principles of the Bible and apply them to uh, my relationship with my wife, with my three sons, uh, and even at work? I'm not a in-your-face type of faith uh, individual. I'm not a you know uh, evangelistic uh, yeller screamer. Uh, and, I, and, and again, those people that work around me closely know I certainly have my have my faults and um, have my challenges and struggles. But I certainly uh, feel very comfortable and confident that I, I do try to live my life by the principles of the Bible. And there's several examples that that uh, that I may share with you guys in this segment that I kind of lean on a, on a on a daily and regular basis, not only in my home life my marriage life, but also uh, at, at work. And I think um, that allows you to uh, to not necessarily have to be 
you know, a, uh, a, a yell or screamer about your faith, but hopefully those principles will speak volumes to those that you, that you come in contact with on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, you're right, Tony. I, I 100%. Don't th- yeah, yes. I, I don't think people like uh, someone that's uh, waving the Bible in their face, hollering and screaming at them. Uh, in fact, uh, I saw a, a group of people outside, uh, uh, let's say, a, a particular, particular denominational church, and they had their Bibles out, and they were screaming, you guys are all going to hell. And they put up uh, on their web uh, a little text message that said, would you like to go worship with these people? <laughs> right. <Wow. laughs> you know, and, and the answer to that would be no. Uh, you, you know what's interesting, Pastor? We've had a lot of guys on this show, mostly from Major League Baseball, because they go from mm-hmm. one locker room and they go, to, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. in rookie ball and then they get here and they go there, and and they, and a couple of these guys said the same thing. They said, "Look, I, I I was struggling my faith, but this player sitting on the other side of the locker room for me carried himself differently. He didn't say a lot. He wasn't throwing the Bible up at anybody, but I watched how he handled himself in a game that we fail a lot, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be more like him." And I had to approach him to say, "Look, we need to talk. What do you What do you have that I don't have?" And and we we've heard that on Faith in the Zone a lot. And so I totally agree with Tony in 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 what he talked about as far as look. I'm not a yeller, but he's got to know because we know there are people that watch him, not mm-hmm. only in his office but in his conference and when he's out in meetings, people are watching him how he how he handles himself. And they're thinking in their mind, you know what, if he's not a Christian, I'd be shocked, and I want to know what he knows that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Bible is really clear as far as that we're salt, we're light, we're like that city set up on a hill. And to, to be honest, uh, Tony, you probably have seen this as you've been working with college students. I mean, Josh Rosen is just uh, featured on um, in the ESPN magazine and uh, someone signed me up. I get those, and you know, occasionally I'll read them. This one I thought, eh, I don't necessarily. It's all about the draft and where Josh Rosen is going to fit in. But what caught my attention was that he had something there in the very preliminary part about his, uh, his questions about God. I thought, huh, I think I'm going to read this. And he talks about his father was a Jew, his mom was a Catholic, so there was confusion uh, within their home. And he said something along the lines of, you know, really, I just want to find out how, how, what a person has to do to go to heaven. And it seems to me that, that there is that, um, um, at some point, even anxious anticipation of what's going to happen to me when I die. And when, Mike, when you're talking about they, they notice someone across the locker room or whatever, they might have some answers that I'm looking for. Right. And uh, that's where someone can say, yeah, let me tell you how, how God, how Christ has changed my life. It's interesting because when I talk to Tony um, about coming on, and again, our special guest is Tony Duckworth. He is the director of athletics, chief athletics officer at Northeastern State University, home of the Riverhawks. Tony said, hey, look, I'm, I'm not a guy that, that and he, he kind of talked about what he just said on the phone with me. He's, he said, I'm not a guy that... You know, if, if if you want to spend an hour, 
you know, quoting scripture back and forth. I don't know if I'm your guy. And I said, no, you you haven't heard Faith in the Zone. We, that's not really what the show is about, that we're on a secular sports station. And he said, well, I, you know, I don't, look, this is who I am. I'm, I, I'll talk all about it, how it's, how it's affected my life professionally and personally. I said, look, you're not going to get no arguments for Pastor Ken and I. Mm-hmm. Until we get to the man zone and or zone <laughs> stuff, because then yeah. you know that's when we'll start we'll start talking. Mm-hmm. But Tony, I love your testimony, and 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 I think it's wonderful. I think it, you know, you were blessed, and I envy that you grew up in a house like that. Yeah, there, there's no question. I mean, my my parents. I had a pretty uh, traumatic uh, accident when I was 12 years old. A hunting accident when I was 12, and. Still to this day, I've got uh, my what would be known as your pinky and your thumb on my right hand, and and certainly uh, when I was 12 years old, that was there was a lot of uh, you know in a sense questions as to why that would happen, but just had tremendous support from my parents and uh, the people in the church and family and friends that were around me. But you know when you when you when you start looking at um, you know how do you how do you apply your faith uh, on a daily basis in living and things. Some of the professional life principles, real quick. You know, this isn't real de- in deep theological stuff, but you know, just the basic principle: doing to others, you know, as, as you'd have them do unto you. You know, uh, let let your yeas be yeas and your nays be nays. You know, and I look at that. One thing that that is very very important to me is I want to be known as a man of my word. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be Amen. a bait and switch guy. I want to be if I tell my if I tell my boys we're going to do. X on the weekend, then then then, then unless, unless there's some sort of major major issue, they know they know I've made my commitment and I'm going to do it. And that's the same thing with my wife, and that, same thing professionally. You know, when I get into you know when I, I get into you talk about hiring people in college athletics, and we're moving people and their families sometimes hours and multiple states away. The worst thing in the world you could do is make all these empty promises and they get they get there and then all of a sudden they have buyer's remorse and they start questioning yeah, yeah. well who is this guy I'm working for so you want you know you want to be a man of your word you know things like just moderation man we have this great burger joint oh this great burger joint that me and one of my staff members go to about every Tuesday he's out of town and I said you know he's out of town at a MIAA golf tournament today I said, you know what I'm going to do today is I'm going to skip going to Presley's Burgers because, uh, you know, if I have too many of those uh, cheeseburgers, bacon, and tater tots and uh, sodas, that's probably not being real moderate. So that's just a that's a that's a that's a life principle just in terms of basically, you know, just just living living your life healthy. Um, you know, and then and then and then probably the last thing that I think about is, you know, just you know, there's so many biblical examples of of compassion. Uh, empathy, servant leadership, you know, being willing to pick up the trash in the arena, being willing to move chairs uh, when, we, when we have a meeting that, 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 that needs to be set up that for whatever reason there was some miscommunication or, or, or things of that nature. You know, it's not all, you know, leadership's not all about just delegation and telling people what to do and what not to be, do. Servant leadership has a lot to do with it. So those are some of the very basic foundational professional life principles that uh, hopefully your listeners uh, you know can can kind of think about how they how the, how they can potentially apply one or two of those things not only at home uh, but it, but in their in their work relationships and and the and the people that they come in contact with on a daily basis well that's good stuff he's Tony Duckworth you know the next time you you, you uh, 
you decide you're going to skip the tater tots and the cheeseburger from Wesley's, just pack it up and ship it here to Milwaukee. <laughs> Presley's. Presley's. Oh, is that Presley's? Back in the day, it may have been known as Harris Burgers. Uh, yeah, that, there you, you know, go. <laughs> for, uh, for Pastor Ken, but it's kind of our small town version of Five Guys, if you guys have those up there. We do. Uh, yeah. We do. Yeah, do. Hey, have they got Culver's down there yet in Oklahoma? Oh, uh, not in Oklahoma. It's in yeah. Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got you still we got have Freddy's here. You still got Brahms down there, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, there we go. You're a all right. Stones throw from campus. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get to a break because I'm going to get a burger, and then we'll get back. To, <laughs> we'll get back. Yeah. Hey, Tony, you're t- you're saying, hey, that's it's, it was good for you not to get that one. Now everybody listening is heading to a burger joint because, <laughs> man, the tater tots thing. I don't think we have tater tots much up here, do we? No, not really. No, we no. don't. He is Tony Duckworth again. He is the director of athletics, chief athletics office officer at Northeastern State University, and my co-host. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's a good one, Tony Duckworth, Director of Athletics, Chief Athletics Officer at Northeastern State University, Division II School in Oklahoma. What town? Tahlequah. Tahlequah. You've been in that town, huh? Oh, yeah. I, a lot? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I lost some heartbreak high school games in Tahlequah, but yeah, I, I still like Did they to boo you a little bit? Oh, uh, yeah, they booed me yeah, a little that, bit. I, I was awesome. probably too cocky yes. you know, when I was in high school, Mike. I, I, I wanted the ball in the corner. I, 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 you're cocky now when you're on the court, and it's been a long time since you've been to high school. It's well, when, long... us, when, when us folks from Cherokee County and Tahlequah I want to go to the big city, you know, we, we hit the Muskogee Turnpike and drive about an hour to go to Big T-Town over there in, in Tulsa yeah, where Pastor Ken grew up. That's where I grew up, yeah. Absolutely. He's proud of Tulsa, too. Yeah. What's interesting is, you know, last time we had a guy on that – Grew up in Oklahoma. I couldn't understand Pastor Ken the second and third and fourth segment. Yeah, I love your southern accent, Tony, and I could I could pick it up when we had uh, Coach Bobby Bowden on. I really picked that one up. Oh, hey, Tony! All of a sudden, Coach uh, Coach Pastor Keltner okay. said, "Pastor Keltner said, so how are those boys' mamas doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What did you just say?" And he's well, like, my, my, "Those boys' mamas." I said, "I've never heard you say that before." He said, "Well, maybe not here in Wisconsin, but you know, Oklahoma—that's how we talk." Hey, I do. Well, I tell you what, I tell I tell people often that uh, I do have a southern accent, but if you want me to turn it on, I can really turn it on. My my two oldest boys that are now 19 and 17, when they were they were a bit younger. I I have a tradition ever since I was an undergrad at Bob Jones and even when I was uh, in graduate school at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, every Sunday is my day. There's There's been very, very few days that I haven't talked to my mom and dad on a Sunday afternoon. And my, my, my younger boy or my, my boys when they were seven, eight years younger would, would kind of come to me sometimes and go, 
Dad, why do you sound so country when you talk <laughs> to your mom and dad? And I looked at my wife, and she's like, yep. I'm like, well, I guess you just go back to your roots, right? Yeah, you do. Uh, but I got to tell you, Tony, uh, I, I love Oklahoma. Wisconsin's my home. I, I love being here in He's the He's a cheesehead. Yeah, I, I love being here in the Milwaukee area. And so I've uh, been here now. Plus, hmm, let's see, 17 years in Wisconsin, 12 wow. here in the Milwaukee area. So it's it's going well, and that, and that's for sure. We love having him here. Hey, Tony, when you when you talk about um, you know your faith, and you talked in in that second segment um, when when you were coaching, how much were you able and and did you want to bring your faith into the locker room to share with these guys, or was that something that you thought might be crossing a line? You know, the the two institutions that I was uh, that I was employed at um, as a as a head coach were both uh, both church related schools. Uh, the, the the first one, Bellhaven College in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. We would uh, we would certainly have uh, regular team chapels, uh, maybe a you know a five to seven minute uh, you know team chapel with the team on game days before uh, before we started really grinding on what we were doing in our final preparations for the game that night and a lot of times that was led by me it may have been you know having a you know occasionally we'd have a guest speaker come in and things of that nature probably didn't do it as much at Huntington College but we did do it some even I had had our president uh, who was an ordained minister come in and do a team chapel with us as well and yeah, so the, the, those things, and again, what, what uh, and I learned that a lot from uh, Ken Brooks when I was an assistant coach at Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia, just outside of Chattanooga. You know, he was a longtime assistant coach uh, at, at Liberty University um, under Je- uh, Jeff Meyer, who's now was longtime assistant for John Beeline at Michigan, and now he's in his, I think, first or second year back at Butler um, as an assistant men's basketball coach. But he did a great job of when I was an assistant back in 92 to 96, uh, when he'd do a team chapel or a team devotional, of really relating uh, some portion of Scripture to where we were as a team at that time or what we were about to encounter on the court and things of that nature. So, so yeah, I, I certainly uh, wanted, to, wanted to try to incorporate some of those, some of those same conversations and principles uh, with my teams when I was fortunate enough to be a, a head coach for 10 years. Hey Tony at Northeastern State, uh, I'm sure you have FCA on campus. We do. Oh, you do. Uh, did, you know what? What is the uh, what's the feel of of campus uh, as far as their association with wanting to study the Bible, whether it be with FCA or other other groups that might be? I, is it strong? Do you see it waning? I mean, wh- where would you put it? Yeah, uh, there would, on campus. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I, I would put uh, I would put this part of Oklahoma still as being a part of the Bible Belt, if you will. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. southern Southern Missouri is a very, very, um, you know, uh, uh, religious conservative area, and we're we're two hours from Joplin. I mean, we're we're basically, as you know, it's Ozarks country here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not uh, we're not in Tornado Alley, or I mean, we've got the the foot back to faith in the zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest for the entire hour. He is Tony Duckworth, Director of Athletics, Chief Athletics Officer at Northeastern State University. Pastor? Hey, Tony. Uh, you, you know, one thing we love to talk about, too, I mean, it is a sports program, and yet the, the focus has always been that we love hearing people share their testimony, and we appreciated you sharing that. and. And obviously very thankful for uh, the training that you got from your mom and dad, the school, the church, where you put your trust in Christ. But uh, we like to talk sports, too. Uh, You've been a coach. Uh, What what was one of the more uh, memorable moments uh, in a good way for you as far as whether you played or you coached and you won? Uh, Maybe it was that last-second shot or... Even back in your day of high school, maybe it was the last second shot you took and hit or something along that line. What what stands out to you? Or maybe it's been a game there at Northeastern State that stood out to you. Yeah, it, it was actually my next to last year in coaching college basketball. We were we went on the road to try to win the regular season uh, Great South uh, Athletic Conference Conference Championship. Uh, when I was uh, at Huntington College in Alabama, we went over to Piedmont College in uh, in Demarest, Georgia, in the there in the the, the northeast corner of the state in the mountains, and uh, we had to win that game to to capture the, the 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 regular season title. And I was so proud of our team. That was a group that they were they were seniors that year. It was five guys that I brought in as freshmen that we really struggled their first year, and then year two we won. You know, we were 16 and 11. Year two, we were 17 and 10. And then that year, we were just at that point, we were, we had a winning streak going on. And I'll talk about that a little bit as well. But in that particular game, our best player, a kid from Detroit, long athletic wing. I mean, he got he got his second foul, and then a guy kind of taunted him, and he shoved him, and he got a technical. So he had three fouls. I mean, within like the first seven or eight minutes of the game, maybe even earlier than that. So he's on the bench. Uh, one of my uh, other starting uh, senior guards rolled his ankle uh, early in that game. So he's kind of on the bench. And so we just had tremendous adversity. But, man, this team came together. Some different guys stepped up and were able to accomplish things. And we were able to, we were able to cut down the nets that night on the road for a regular season title. And that team ended up going on the next week winning uh, – Winning the conference uh, the basketball tournament, and we finished the season winning 13, 13 in a row. A real heartbreaking end of the season, though. We we were uh, we were not we were a smaller conference, so we did not have an AQ or an automatic qualifier. So everything our our guys were based on if we were going to go into the tournament, it was going to be an at-large berth, and we felt like we proverbially got the shaft. So we were one of two D3s that year that that uh, that won their last game of the season and won championships. But fortunately, we didn't get a chance to defend those uh, two conference titles in the NCAA tournament. But that would be the one thing that I, you know, people ask me that question periodically, and I'll for some reason I always go back to that game, just how we were able to overcome adversity and and still win that road that conference road uh, that conference championship in the regular season on the road. Boy, you got to feel good about, you know, these kids that came off the bench and these kids that have been, you know, working hard at practice to, to get a win like that. About four or five weeks ago when the high school basketball season ended for the team that I coach, 
Um, my my high school basketball show the the uh, theme was the agony of defeat and misery loves company. <laughs> and Tony, I tell you what, I called a bunch of coaches and players, and they would say, you know, hello, hey, what's going on? And I go, what's the worst uh, loss you've ever been a part of? And and without a beat, they're like, well, 1986, it was a a, a oh, fall yeah. night high school football, and I had a guy come up to me and said. Hey, I listened to your show on Saturday, and I didn't know the guy. I said, okay. he And he was around my age, maybe a little bit younger, but not all that much younger. And he said, let me tell you, senior year, semifinal state baseball, we got uh, they got two guys on. We're up by a run with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. I'm playing left field. A guy hit a lazy fly ball right to me. And I dropped it. And we lost. He said, I still hang out with these guys. Somebody throws me a pencil and I drop it. They go, oh, there he goes again. And my kids throw me a fork and I drop it. They go, there he goes again. He goes, I can't get away from it. I can't stop living. He said, I'm telling you, I could go right back to that moment where the ball was hit to me. And I wasn't one of those guys going, please hit me the ball. Please hit me the ball. But I saw it coming. I thought, I got this game over. And it hit me right in the palm and dropped. And, man, that was a bad feeling. And I I just laughed because everybody – I I can barely tell you. I've I've been lucky enough to win some state championships and stuff like that, Tony. But I know the two – I know exactly the two hardest losses in 36 years I've ever ever been a part of. But I don't remember, like, going to the Kohl's Center and cutting down the net. I remember the journey of getting there. But the championship game and the semifinal game, I don't remember much of that stuff. But I know we lost this year. You know, kid pump faked. And every practice we talked about stay on your feet. We did drills every practice. Stay on your feet. Don't don't leave your feet on a pump fake. If he hits the shot over your high hand, okay. All right, he hit the shot. But don't 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 go flying past him. And sure enough, that happened this year. So oh man, I, yeah, I've got three. Or, I've got three or four of those games in my ten years as a head coach oh. that I'll go to my grave with on law heartbreaking losses. Yeah, Boy. you know Tom Izzo. Uh, the story. You know we were up near the UP yep. for five years. I mean he missed two free throws his senior year. To uh, to cost him. And, oh boy! Uh, in fact, who was, it was a kid from Michigan State who missed that free throw, and Tom Izzo was the first one. It was a critical. It was in the NCAA. Tom Izzo was one of the first ones out there to encourage Same. that kid because he knew exactly what it was like. Because every we, one of us have those oh, gas every, or bobbles that we had. Yeah. Well, you know the story is supposedly Izzo doesn't leave the practice court. At the end of every practice, without making two free throws, is that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's still to this day. And yeah. that, you know, you know what though? Somebody's got to tell me can't go back, man. Yeah. You can hit those two all you want, but you're you're not going to be able to get that back. Hey, Tony, I really appreciate the time that you've given us. Um, thank you so much, and and uh, certainly your your uh, your your wife and kids. Everybody's doing well. Absolutely. Man, that's important. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Pastor, thanks for uh, setting this up. Not, he's not bad for a boy from Bob Jones University to spend some time in Oklahoma. In Tahlequah, Oklahoma. In Tahlequah. Right. Yeah, yeah he's got a, it. not bad. He, he did good this time. And he had that southern accent going. I did real well. I didn't really start you know, going that direction. And I No, but right. another 10 minutes. Man, <laughs> another 10 minutes, it might I be sure, tough. I sure could, Mike. Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, see, there it is. There it is. What was the name of the hamburger place he's going to say? Presley's. 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 And Tater Tots. Don't forget yeah. the Tater Tots. He yeah. is Tony Duckworth, Director of Athletics, Chief Athletics Officer, Northeastern State University. Uh, Tony, thanks a lot for your time.
It was a pleasure. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. You got it. Yeah. Anytime. Pastor, right. good see to you, see you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.